0: I'm very excited to be starting a new series of Shurim on the mitzvos of Shabbos. Obviously, when we think of the laws of Shabbos or a limud in Hilchos Shabbos, naturally, we usually think of the Malachos and more generally, the prohibitions of Shabbos. And that's for obvious reasons. There are many. They are complicated. And if we're talking about an Isser De'oraisa, then, of course, the stakes are quite high in terms of Hilah Shabbos. What is sometimes overlooked is the very rich halachic discussion and the important details and practices of halacha that relate to the positive aspect of Shabbos, the mitzvos of Shabbos. And therefore that is what our intended limud would be for this coming year. And as a method of study to structure our shirim, I thought it would be wise to study these halachos chronologically as they appear or as they apply to us and become practical as we go through the day of Shabbos. So we will be starting actually this uh, today with this year, discussing mitzvot of Shabbos that actually apply uh, throughout the week up into leading till Erev Shabbos, the topic of today's year, thereby being the mitzvah of Hachana la or preparing for Shabbos, and the idea of keeping Shabbos in our mind, and the kiyum, so to speak, that we have of the mitzvahs of Shabbos, even before Shabbos starts. In this vein, the key pasuk is the pasuk that teaches us in general the idea of mitzvah asei and that is from the Aseris Adibros, Zachar es yom ha-Shabbos the Mitzvah to remember Shabbos and sanctify it. As we will see at some point later in the year, this is also the basis of the mitzvah, primarily, I should say, the basis of the mitzvah of making Kiddush on Shabbos night. However, there are many other things that Chazal learn out from this posuk. And for example, the Mechilta Drab here in Parchas Yisro teaches us that based on this posuk, Shalotehe Mone Kedarach You shouldn't count. Other people count. Rather, we should count L'shem Shabbos. Not entirely clear from the Medrash itself what it's referring to, but the Ibn Ezra and the Ramban explain that it's connected to how we refer to the names of the week. The Ramban says, and here I quote: "Shagoyim monin hayamim atzmo o al ha Meshartim That the non-Jews come up with names for the days themselves often relating to something idolatrous or pagan. However, Yisrael, the Jewish people, based on this medrash, monen kol ayamim, Shabbos. What does it mean to count the days for Shabbos or towards Shabbos? We, of course, know that from a Jewish halachic perspective, all of the days are known by their association to Shabbos. So the first day of the week is echad b'Shabbos. second day of the week is... Shani B'Shabbas, Shlishi B'Shabbas, etc., etc. That is how the Rishonim understand this idea of the Mechilta, of being monin L'Shem Shabbos. The question is, why? What is the purpose? What is gained by what the, referring to Yom HaRishon, what the secular world calls Sunday, Yom Hasheni, what the rest of the world calls Monday. What is the benefit of that? How is that in a mitzvah? What is it accomplishing so the Eben Ezra, in his comments to the Pesach here in Yisro, actually is mashma. He implies that it's actually something very practical. He says, By each day, counting and keeping a tab of what day of the week it is as you get closer to Shabbos, That way you'll never forget when Shabbos is, because you know that it's the seventh day, and it's on that day where you are chayiv we're obligated, le- kadjo, to be Makadish Shabbos. That's how the Ebenezer reads the Pasuk in light of the Mechilta. Zochor Yom HaShabbos. Count each day. Count up, so to speak. Day one, two, three, four, five, six, so that you know when day 7 is, so that, concluding the Pasuk, Zochor Yom HaShabbos, le- so that you can be able to be Makadish it. In other words, according to the Ebenezer, this is a very practical uh, idea. However, the Ramban uh, seems to imply that it is something actually much more fundamental. He says Yisra Monin kol hayamim l'shem shabbos, b'shabbos as we've seen why and here comes the reason and here he diverges from the avid Ezra. Kizu min hamitzvah tamid. This is part of the mitzvah that we are commanded to constantly remember or think about shabbos b'chol yom on every day. It seems like According to the Ramban, and he certainly doesn't mention anything about not forgetting and remembering when Shabbos is, but rather he says, You could read a practical consideration into the Ramban, but then I would say, And since the Ramban was obviously aware of the Ebenezer and didn't include that, uh, I think it's clear, or certainly persuasive, that that's not what the Ramban meant. Rather, the Ramban sees something more inherent and more fundamentally a, a positive accomplished, remembering Shabbos by itself. That is to say, by counting each day L'shem Shabbos. So this is the Rishon l'Shabbos, Shani l'Shabbos. So subliminally, or at least subtly, each day you are remembering Shabbos. Etzem, Zeh, the very fact that other days are defined in relation to Shabbos... Is a kium in Zahira. there's a Mitzvah to remember Shabbos, not so that you don't forget it and you can do the right thing seven days from now, but rather on day one, on day two of the week, on Yom Rishon Shani Shlishi, the very right fact that you refer to it that way makes you and forces you to remember Shabbos and remembering Shabbos through the referring to the other days as Rishon Le Shabbos, Shani Shabbos, etc. is a kium in and of itself. This is of course a good uh, shita to remember uh, at the end of shacharis every day when we're often uh, many of us in a rush. Sometimes we leave early. Sometimes we will leave before the end of davening when the shir shal is stated, and leave aside the uh, the inyan whatever that is not our topic to actually say the shir shal of the levim. But as we know, we introduce each shir shal each parak of tehillim by saying hayom yom risho Mashabas, or sheni m'shabas, and uh, we might uh, not appreciate always that at least according to the ramban. Uh, that in the Mechilta, that may be a kiyom araisa in Zohar Asyom sakacho. even by saying those words. For most of us, especially if we live in Chutz Laretz, uh we don't usually refer to Sunday and Monday as Yom Rishon and Yom She'ini. In Israel, perhaps a little bit more. But, um, you know, otherwise, very often, if you don't say the Shir yom or that introductory statement, you don't even have an opportunity. And here, the very little effort, uh, if we're aware of it, we actually have an opportunity to fulfill a mitzvah. So that's the first aspect of Zohar, Siyam preparing, fulfilling the idea of be mitzvahs kind of Shabbos way before Shabbos, perhaps even as early as the beginning of the week. A second idea, which may also derive from the same Pasuk of Zohar, is quoted not in the, in the Ebenezer and Ramban, but rather the way Rashi uh, interprets the Pussek. And Rashi also interprets the Pussek based on the Mechilta, but a different opinion in the Mechilta, a different Drusha. The way Rashi brings down the Mechilta, a different Drusha. But yes, as early as the beginning of the week, you can remember Shabbos how, because if you come across some very nice, delicious food, you should set that aside. For Shabbos. So, whatever day of the week it is, or whenever, even if it's three, four, five, six days before Shabbos, by setting aside uh, good food for eventually eating on Shabbos, that is a way of remembering Shabbos earlier in the week. That's a kium in Zachor. Uh, this statement that Rashi brings from the Khilta uh, brings to mind uh, what, is, for many of you, will be a very famous machlokas in Mesechas Beitzah, Dav Tezayin, where we learn that this is actually the base, the part of a machlokas between Shammai, Hazakein, and Hillel. The, we are taught as follows: Tanyu, Amr al Shamai hazaken. What did Shamai do? Call Yomav ha'yochel Every day he was thinking about the food for l'chavot Shabbos. Matzah If he found a delicious-looking animal piece of meat, Omer he would say, "Zul Shabbos." Already, whatever day of the week it is, he sets that aside for Shabbos. But what's, let's say, the next day or the day after that? Matzah cheres naheimena. You find something even. Better, even more delicious. So then that second better food would be set aside for Shabbos, and then he'd eat the first one. So that, thereby, throughout the week, he was constantly thinking of Shabbos, and whatever the best food he came up with, he would set that aside for Shabbos, and if it got superseded by an even better piece of food, he would set that aside for Shabbos. However, the, medre, the Gemara continues, disagreed. He had a different way of going about things. No, no matter what he was doing would be L'Shem Shemaim, Shademar Baruch Hashem Yom Yom. The implication being that each day he was eating L'Shem Shemaim. L'Shem Shabbos is a mitzvah, but there's broader mitzvah of L'Shem Shemaim, and therefore he would uh, take each day as it came. He had bitachon, and uh, whatever Hashem gave him that day, he was eating for the sake of his avotus Hashem, and whatever Hashem would give him on a Friday, I guess. Kind of like the manna, I guess he'd have to have a double portion, he'd get food on Friday for Friday and for Shabbos, but he would wait till the last minute. Each day he was eating just for what he needed and nothing more. That's a famous machloka between Shammai and Hillel, and Rashi, the Mechilta that Rashi quotes in Yisro, is clearly siding with Shammai. Interestingly, not only is this Rashi and Mechilta seem to support um, Shammai, but in fact, that is, uh, and perhaps this is why uh, many poskim or the majority of poskim actually view Shammai as the definitive and the correct uh, position in this case. The Mishnah Berurah in Siman Reish Nun Sifkat uh, quotes this machlokas, and he brings from many Acheronim who say something even more fascinating. Not only do many Acheronim agree with Shammai and in this way, but they argue that even Hillel agreed with Shammai. Shegam Hillel. BeShamay Mishnah Baruch says, Even Hillel realized that the better approach was like, was like Shammai. And it's just that Hillel had a unique level of bitachon, and this attitude of taking each day as it came reflected and enhanced and fostered and strengthened that bitachon. But Hillel was unique, uh, the post-gibs say. Adam... We don't have that level of bitachon. We can't. Uh, we plan to, I guess, put it bluntly. We are we're planners, most of us, and therefore gamhu keshamai adifa tvei. And therefore Hillel says, for most people, certainly the shamai approach would work. And in fact, that is what we generally assume uh, if one wants to fulfill it. It's a special kiyum. It's not a chiyuv, but there would be a kiyum in Zohar, shabbos, shabbos Lakacho, Like Hillel, the more you're willing to think about shabbos in advance. Sometimes people will say they're planning their menu or they go you know, Shabbos food shopping earlier in the week. So you should know that's not just a practical uh, consideration, um, but in fact is a kium in Zachar Shema Shabbos Lakacho. Or perhaps on that last point, I spoke too soon. Really, this actually, we should raise the question. The fact that you, we go like Shammai and we prepare in advance for Shabbos, is that practical? Just a way to make sure you have good food? Or is it actually fundamental? So the truth is, in the citation that Rashi has from the Mechilta Rabbi Shemal, it's not obvious. Perhaps I gave it away that I think it's more likely and more logical that there's something inherently uh, a in this, but uh, to be perfectly honest, I don't know if it's Mokruch from the Mechilta that Rashi quotes. However, there's a parallel Mechilta known as the Mechilta Rashbi, And in that version, it quotes Shammai, and it adds two things which I think do imply that Shammai's din is fundamental. And that's not in the Mechilta that we have, that Rashi quotes, but in the Mechilta de Rashbi. Number one is, it creates a broader context for this behavior of Shammai. Amru level Shammai Zakim, Shlahaya zikaron, Shabbos zuz The idea of remembering Shabbos, it never left his mouth. He was constantly thinking about it, talking about it. Shabbos was all on his mind, in his mouth, on his mind the whole week. This broader context Again, perhaps you could suggest that it's uh, practically uh, motivated, but I think very, very unlikely. I think much more intuitive now that it's broadening. It's not just the issue of, will I have good food or not, but the broader idea that it <speaking in Hebrew> really sounds like this was a certain mida, a certain inherent kium that Shammai had. Number two is that the Mechil Rajbi, when it quotes the practical point of what Shammai did, it says, Loka Tov It wasn't just food, but rather, according to this version of Shammai, he even did the same thing with Kalim. If he found certain utensils, whether they be pots and pans, maybe clothing, it's hard to know exactly which Kali, but it sounds like perhaps it's food related to Kalim. But whatever he found a good new Kaley, he would set that aside for Shabbos. Now that only appears, as I say, in Mchutta Durajbi, does not refer does not um Come up as far as I can recall in the Gemara Beitzah or in Mechilta that we have in Rabbi Shmuel that Mechilta Rashi, um, and I think that perhaps uh, may also relate to this point that if we're talking about Kalim, the Shama even would set aside Kalim earlier in the week Kalim which could be reused. Remember there were no disposable or Chad Pa'ami Kalim in the time of Chazal. So what's the need on Yom Sheni Yom Shlishi? You come across a nice Kalim, set that aside for Shabbos. What's the benefit? Why is that necessary? What are you accomplishing? How is that Zohar's Yom Shabbos So it doesn't seem to be so practical. What are you going to say that I didn't, I don't want to, I didn't want to use the new keli on Yom Shlishi, Yom rivi because he's worried maybe it'll break, or it'll get ruined, he won't be able to use it for Shabbos? Perhaps, but not uh, not compelling. It seems much more likely that even something that he could have used on Yom sheni or Shlishi and could have reused on Shabbos. And yet, the Mechelta in this version says, no, Shammai set that aside just for Shabbos. I won't use it until Shabbos. It sounds like there's something, again, uh, inherent. That is to say, that just like we saw previously about in the Ramban, when it came to the names of the days, so too, I think, uh, Shammai, and especially the version that we have in the Mechelta Rashbi, implies that this second idea of um, thinking about and preparing food or other items even during the week, it's not a practical consideration, but again, it's an inherent kium. There's a kium per se, in remembering Shabbos during the week. How do we remember Shabbos? So it's so always seen two ways. By the way we refer to the days of the week, and by thinking about Shabbos to the point that we set aside delicious food, or perhaps, perhaps, perhaps even other non-food stuffs for Shabbos. By doing those earlier in the week, that is a key of remembering Shabbos, even earlier and throughout the week. I'm getting back to the issue, specific issue of food preparation. Uh, even though we have seen that there may be a mitzvah all week, uh, yet, it's clear that certain things, and there's a certain preference to do things dafka uh, on Arab Shabbos. The Gemara in Masech the Shabbos, and Davkot Zayn and Medbet, uh, tells us based on a source of the Jewish people in the Midbar collecting the mon, they prepared what they brought. The preparation has to be comparable to the collection. And since the gathering of the Gemara continues of the mon, was right away on the morning of Yom Shishi on Erev Shabbos, so too our HaKhanos should be on the morning of Erev Shabbos. And the Shulchan Aruch brings this down in Simon Reish Nun Siv Tes, Yashki Maboker B'Yom Hashishi, L'Hochin Tzarek Shabbos. Tafka to prepare for Shabbos on Erev Shabbos. So even though we have seen, especially in that last point from Shammai, that there may be a kium in preparing for Shabbos earlier in the week, but there's apparently a special Emphasis of focusing on Arab Shabbos. Now, why why should that be? What is the benefit of Dafka doing it on Yom Shishi if we've already seen that there's a Kiyum doing it earlier in the week? So the Mishnah Brewer here brings down two examples or two reasons why you Dafka do something on Yom Shishi, on Arab Shabbos. Number one is says so Mishnah Brewer certain things cannot be bought or prepared midweek. They won't be ready, or dafka, they will maybe be uh, ruined, I should say. Uh, they won't last. So therefore, dafka, practically, they have to be done on Arab Shabbos. That's a practical consideration. But then the mission adds that there's another reason to do things on Arab Shabbos, dafka, and that is, shehu minikar, yoser, shehu shabbos. That there's a special hidur in the behavior that you're doing, the activities that you're doing, being recognizable, clearly, recognizably, being done for Shabbos it should be minkar it should be recognizable that it's for Shabbos if you just cook a nice roast or who knows what on a Tuesday on Yom Shlishi eh you're doing it and Hashem knows you're doing it and maybe that is the most important point L'Chavot Shabbos but it's not minkar someone would come into your house and see the delicious roast they wouldn't assume that you're waiting you're waiting a few days for it um, or something like that effect but if you do something on Arab Shabbos everyone knows that you're doing it it's minkar that it's L'Chavot Shabbos that's better. That's a second reason. The Mishnah Berurah says that there might be this inyan based on the Gemara to do things dafka on Arab Shabbos. Now, this uh, drasha that we mentioned from the Gemara, uh, I don't know if this is the mainstream view, but it is worth noting that the Magen Avram learns that this is such an important drasha or such a bona fide drasha. I should say it's a drasha Gemura, and therefore this idea of hachanos l'shabbes preparing on at least on. Arab Shabbos, on Yom Shishiba Boker, is actually a mitzvah da'araisa, according to the Maqen Avram. It's not clear that other posts can agree with that, and yet, even if you don't go so far, even if you don't go so far to say it's a but especially if you do, it seems that there's tremendous importance and weight, if not urgency, given to this mitzvah, as we can see by the fact that it often uh, will win, if you will, when it's in conflict with other mitzvahs. So, for example, the Primagodim uh, here uh, as well as the pre in Hilchus Kriyashma, uh, in Hilchos Tzvila, uh, tell us that hadin, uh, if necessary, Shabbos preparations could be done even before it's even before Kriyashma, even though we're supposed to daven and say Kriyashma the first thing in the morning. But if it would be necessary, you could do your Shabbos preparations even before davening, even before Kriyashma. Even though the magadim and the pre believe this is true halachically, nevertheless, they agree that the minag is really not to do so and uh, this is the, quoted and recorded both by the Mishnaburah and in the B'er Halacha, that the Minog is, of course, the first Daven, and then after Daven, it could go do uh, our preparation. But uh, the Primagadem and the P'chadosh, Mi'ikar Hadin, uh, both note that it would be allowed. Uh, it's actually worth noting, and I don't have an answer for it, it's a little bit of a Tzarachiyun, even though the Mishnah Brura here in Hechoshabis says that the Minog is uh, not to do this, and the Minog is to Daven first, but in Siman Peitas and Sifkat and Lamed uh the Mishnah Bururah just says that you're allowed to do hachanos before kriyashma. So, um, I'm not sure why in one place he mentions that the minog is not to do that, and in one place he does mention it, but be that as it may, I think that it is the minog and it just makes sense that, uh, you, know, that you would daven first, but uh, Ad Kerekach, at least uh, Ikar Adin, uh, Primagodem, pri and I guess even the Mishnah Bururah, and Simon Peites, uh, indicate that you could do these things beforehand. In fact, the Mishnah Brewer says, "Lamaisa, lamaisa." If there would be something that you could not do, you went to davening, and then by the time you would get to davening, um, something would all be sold out, or I don't know some other reason there would be a conflict, and you couldn't do something for davening. then the Mishnah Brewer says, then then there, the, the minhag is not operable in that case. Then behmet you are allowed to do these things before davening. As we see, It's a very important uh, mitzvah to dafka be preparing on. Of The Shokhanar Harav seems to indicate here in Hilchah Shabbos that it's not just before tefillah. Let's say if by doing the hachanos you would miss zman tefillah. So Shokhanar Harav also indicates that that might be something that would be uh, permissible uh, given the importance of al Shabbos. The Chayadam here in Hilchah Shabbos in Kala'alif Seif Beis. Uh, also says that logically, at least, at least based on the at least based on the Magen Avram, that it would even be docha if you couldn't get to Zman Kriyashma. Meila Zman tvi'la, but zman Kriyashma, perhaps a Raisa, But says the Chayyadum based on the Magen Avram that Chanukah Shabbos being done dafka on Erev Shabbos is a mitzvah Raisa, It would even be our Kriyashma. Now, of course. Uh, he adds that that's only if you have nothing else to eat. These are hachanos that are necessary for Shabbos. But let's say you have food, you just want to get more and more. So says the Hayatim thinks that there's no way that level of hachana would push off um, something like Zman Kriyashma. But if a person really didn't have the food necessary for Shabbos and he had to prepare, that might e- even if it would be pushed off Zman Kriyashma, at least according to the Magen Avram, would be allowed. It is not clear that the Chayyadim actually subscribes to this, but logically he at least mentions that it would be, it would make sense according to the Magen Avram. In light of these, uh, you know, positions argued, if at least theoretically, if not uh, practically, by the Primagadim, the Prechadosh, Meshavurosh, Chayadam, chayadam, it should be no surprise that uh, I saw in a recent sefer, the sheila Shlomo, the uh, tshuva sefer of Rav Shlomo Aviner in Chalik Dalid, that he says similarly, if it would cause you to miss Tzfilah zibor, there's only an early minion or something like that, and if you don't go, whatever, doing your preparations, you can daven, but you'd miss Minyan, you'd miss Tzfilah zibor, so... Um, I believe he also says that Hanol Shabbos could beat that out. You know, if, if all one knew was that Pesach of Ravaviner, it might sound shocking. But in light of what we've seen from the earlier Achronim, uh, it's actually not surprising at all, at least if one goes with the assumption of the Mugen Avram. Last but not least, in terms of a Kiyum in Zohar HaShabbos Lakacho, uh, is a very fascinating Shita that we have in summary shown him, um, based on a Sifra, the Sifra, the Torah's Kohanim in Vayikra, in Parsha Aleph of B'chukosai, has a completely different drosha. Uh, the Mechilta, which we saw the different versions of the Mechilta, the different opinions of the Mechilta, as reflected in Ebenezerah, Ramban, Rashi, etc., Shammai. That's very well known, very famous. Perhaps not as well known as the Sifra in B'chukosai that says, V'cheinu Omer, Zohar, Yom Okay, same puzzle we've been talking about. Maybe you think you're supposed to remember it only in your heart. No, being Shomer Shabbos that actually is more in tune with something you do in your heart. That's Shmiras Halev. Ha'mani makayim Zachor. So what does Zachor mean? So it says the Sifra, Sh'tehei That somehow you're supposed to be verbalizing, articulating, remembering Shabbos. That's the Sifra, okay? Now you might have thought that, you know, even you might, you know, synthesize this with the first din we saw from the Mechilta. Thinking about Yom Rishon would be shamor. Saying the words, verbalizing Yom Rishon might be Zohar. Maybe that's what it means. That Shmir is Shmiras Halev, and Zohar is Shone B'Ficha, saying things with your mouth. Perhaps, but in fact, two of the primary Rishonim commenting on the Sifra, both the Rash Mishants and the Rivid both explain that what is this an allusion to when the Medrash says Zohar Shite Shone B'Ficha is an allusion to learning Hilchos Shabbos. The Chavetz Chaim himself says this, not in the Mishnaburah, but in a lesser-known work, Shem Olam, in Pereg that it seems that learning halochas of Shabbos, on Shabbos, but no reason to limit it, perhaps, uh, not perhaps, presumably, uh, Yom Rishon through Yom Shishi, through Arab Shabbos, all days of the week, learning Hilcho Shabbos is a key of Zochor Sh'teishon Befichos. That could be another way of fulfilling the mitzvah of Hachana, or Kavod Shabbos, or Zochor as Yom Shabbos, even before Shabbos itself comes. So altogether, we've seen quite a few ways that one could be fulfilling mitzvah Shabbos way before Shabbos. The way we count or refer to the days of the week, our food preparation, the practice of Shama'i, which even Hillel agreed was the mainstream view, the uh, idea of uh, food preparation not only throughout the week, but dafka, certain things on Erev Shabbos, the urgency of that, and now lastly, the idea of learning Hilcho Shabbos, which is what we're doing now. So we're not only practically learning some halachos that we can be better observant of Shabbos, but at least according to this uh, opinion of the Rosh and the Raivid, learning Hilcho Shabbos, Shem Olam brings this down as well, that is itself a keyum of Zohar Hashem Shabbos Lakacho. There's a uh, very famous quote or story, what this will conclude, of Rav Salavechik, that he talked uh, about uh, the generation of uh, Orthodox Jewry and Rabbanim uh, leading up to, and certainly then in the post-war generation in America, how uh, there was a huge fights, as we all know, for Shmirah Shabbos. Uh, not just that people should keep Shabbos, that was one thing, but that Orthodox Judaism should be defined as being a Shomer Shabbos. So there was a tremendous move um, with, you know, from the grassroots, which many Rabbanim were not able to withstand, of uh, being, you know, trying to redefine uh, being a, a good, Orthodox, a good a Orthodox Jew in good standing, but Labdafka, you had to be Shomer Shabbos. And there were Rabbonim, including the Rav, who fought that battle to def- not only to inspire people to keep Shabbos, but also to hold the line, if you will, that the definition of being a Shomer Torah, includes being a Shomer Shabbos. And the Rav, apparently, in this quote, uh, evidently uh, celebrated, the, on the one hand, the fact that we won, he said, Uh, coming over from Europe to America, we won the battle for Shemir Shabbos. However, he lamented in the same breath that they had lost what he called the Erev Shabbos Jew. We've created a Shomer Shabbos Jew, but we've lost the Erev Shabbos Jew. And it's clear, as the Rav describes there in that quote, an Erev Shabbos Jew is his way of referring to the idea of anticipation, of being excited, of preparing, of waking up Friday and just thinking about Shabbos, thinking about Shabbos even throughout the week, culminating on Yom Shishi, on Erev Shabbos, thinking about Shabbos, not enough just to be a Shomer Shabbos, you know, when it comes, you deal with it, but rather to be an Erev Shabbos Jew, to be excited and anticipated, and anticipating with great excitement in Hislavos to welcome the Shabbos Malka, that is something that the, the Rav lamented, Uh, had been very difficult to transplant from uh, Europe to the American shores. I would add, uh, not that I was any better at this um, when I was in America, uh, some people are better than others, but I think overall an insightful comment of the Rav, lamentable but insightful. But it does seem to me, and I don't think this is a chiddush, I think it's, most of us are aware of this, that if those of us who are fortunate to live in Eretz Yisrael, so there is much more, I wouldn't say it's a universal by any stretch, but there's much more of a sense of Arab Shabbos as its own day, of its own hashivas, of preparing for Shabbos, of anticipating Shabbos, uh, given just the structure of Israeli uh, work week and society in which many, many, many people, not all, but many people are off on Arab Shabbos. So it really is a different kind of a day than it is in most of the rest of the world where Erev Shabbos is a regular workday. So these are some of the halachos primarily stemming from the pasuk of Zohar Shabbos and we see many different ways in which we can start fulfilling Mitzvah Shabbos even early in the week up until Erev Shabbos. We can fulfill the Mitzvah Shabbos as we've seen even during the week.